Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Well, hello, rental world. I am your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting from New Orleans, where we just celebrated Mardi Gras, as other note, Fat Tuesday. And oh, what a day or what a weekend we had. Uh, you need to come down and experience the greatest free show on earth. So today's show is sponsored by WGO Consulting and the James Waite Law Firm, best in rental contracts and representing buyers and sellers. A big thank you to all my faithful followers. Tell your friends and associates, the podcast live on. So thank you. And don't forget about my book entitled, Screw You, The Comeback is Always Stronger Than the Setback. It's about careers and business in the rental industry, because you know what? You never know what's around the corner. Available on Amazon, some valuable lessons to be learned. Remember, you can always listen on demand after the show, and let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have on the show, and I'll do my best to get them. And as always, you can reach me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can call or text me at 504 615 0540 and remember I am central time so let's get to today's subject many people have always been a bit confused about the difference in a business context between a coach and a mentor a mentor shows you the right way based on experience while a coach brings out the best in you then lets you find your own way Based on experience on both sides of the fence, we can all benefit from either and need the best of both. As examples, even famous billionaire business leaders, including Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, have admitting to having mentors, Steve Jobs and Warren Buffett, respectively. And as as detailed in a new book, Trillion Dollar Coach by Google's Google executives Eric Schmidt, Alan Eagle, and Jonathan Rosenberg, many more tout the value of self-proclaimed coach Bill Campbell in Silicon Valley. Based on 80 interviews with people that Bill Campbell worked with before he passed away a couple of years ago, these authors offer five basic lessons and action steps which I believe can help every entrepreneur and aspiring business leader, even if you don't have time or access to a world-class coach every time you sorely need one. So the first one is value people and make people feel valued. We need to urge leaders to get to know their people as people with lives beyond work, trying to develop that personal connection might not come easily for some of us, but in time, it becomes natural. Plus, in my first manager role, I was even cautioned to avoid personal relationships with team members. In my career, I learned from a real coach that getting to know people outside of work was a great way to find what really motivates them, allowing me to better match their assignments to their interests increasing productivity, as well as satisfaction. Second, 
Give people the room to debate differences. Rather than settling for a consensus, the lesson from Bill is to strive for the best idea, starting with ensuring all ideas get heard, especially ones counter to your own thinking. So sit back and let people talk through options, intervening only to reinforce first principles and, if needed, to break a decision-making tie. One way to do this is to ensure that everyone in staff and team meetings has to voice a position on key issues without interruption, followed by group debates without judgment. The leader assumes the role of moderator and supporter rather than proclaiming a decision. Three, build an envelope of mutual trust. Always establish your trust by being open, asking questions, listening to answers, and giving candid feedback. A coach will honor people's trust and loyalty, excuse me, with loyalty and discretion and demonstrate trust in people's ability to succeed. And always set the bar high and push people to exceed their self expectations. Of course, coaching only works with people who are coachable. The traits that make a person coachable include honesty and humility, the willingness to persevere and hard work, and a constant openness to learning. Build your team first with only these people. Next, Reinforce a team-first mindset. First and foremost, Bill claimed to be a coach of teams, not individuals. Peer relationships are critical at all levels and often overlooked. Seek opportunities to pair people on projects or decisions. With well-paired teams and peers, you get a great multiplier effect that is the key to staying ahead of the crowd. And when faced with a problem or opportunity, the first step is to ensure the right team is in place and working on it. Then you lead the team to identify the biggest element of the problem, the elephant in the room, if you will, bring it to the front and get to the bottom of it. And the fifth one is build community inside and outside of work. The lesson here is to tap into the power of love. Love in this context simply means caring about the people around you fiercely and genuinely. Invest in creating real emotional bonds between people. All teams and the company are much stronger when people and their leaders are connected. Community building is similar to team building, but with a wider constituency. Examples would include sponsoring or orchestrating community events, sports, or travel. Bill was the example for all who knew him in helping people and sharing for the common good. 
My conclusion is that Bill Campbell was both and a mentor, which aspect was required for each person he worked with. Every entrepreneur and every manager should strive to develop that same insight. And I assure you, it will make you the leader that you need to be. And always keep in mind when I say manager, there's a lot of different aspects in our industry of people who have different leadership roles even with this in the same location, be it the branch manager, the sales manager, the service manager, dispatching, whoever the case may be, everybody has an opportunity to contribute. But there's a great, huge benefit here, too, and that is how to retain great workers through coaching and mentoring. It's critical construction equipment companies make a clear consistent and thorough effort to incorporate coaching and mentoring into the fabric of any company. While all great companies and field leaders see the need for coaching and mentoring, there is still so little of it being completed today because there's little really great talent beating on a company's doors looking for work. It's even more critical that companies make a clear, consistent, and thorough effort to incorporate coaching and mentoring into the fabric of any equipment company. But what is coaching? Again, what is mentoring? Again, aren't they really just the same? Well, no. They might be distant cousins of each other, but they are not synonymous. Not all coaching involves mentoring, and not all mentoring necessarily involves coaching. Although there is a better argument that when you mentor, you're making use of coaching skills and strategies. And no argument on this for me. So again, the difference between coaching and mentoring. Let's address what the subtle differences might be between the two leadership efforts, coaching and mentoring. Coaching is the act of bringing a critical eye when observing the performance of an individual and making timely suggestions, corrections, and just as timely, offering words of encouragement. While both coaches and mentors seek improvement in others, it's the coach who more often breaks down the game field, if you will, of performance and addresses specific skill step by skill step work effort to redirect the individual towards improvement. Mentoring is the act of bringing counsel and wisdom to an individual to, in order to lead him to see the bigger picture, perhaps assisting the person to see where he could go in his current job, career, etc. The mentor might perform some coaching with his protege. Such coaching is more short-lived and more narrowly focused on assisting the individual to expand his boundaries about his potential and future possibilities, including recommending that the individual resource areas and people who can assist his professional growth. Now, there are probably a hundred ways to define coaching and mentoring, but the definitions I just provided will keep us close 
to each role's main priorities. Let me now raise just two more questions that most companies should be asking about now. One, why should I include coaching and mentoring in my leadership approach? And number two, is this effort really going to pay off? Both questions are fair to ask. In fact, another question I often get from companies is, why should I spend the time coaching and mentoring a high potential worker only to have them quit on me and take on a job with a competitor? Suffering from such experiences can put a sour taste in any company's mouth. However, my response to this is, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. If you don't coach or mentor your staff and employees, you eventually end up with a bunch of ignorant and poor performers working for you, if not worse. At that, let's take a quick break, jump back to Voice America, and when we come back, we will talk some more about why coaching and mentoring is so important for leadership. Back to you, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. 
If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today we are talking about, are you a coach or are you a mentor? Both are important. But why coaching and mentoring is important for leadership? So let's go back and answer briefly the questions I just posed before the break. One, why should I include coaching and mentoring in my leadership approach? And two, and in this, is this effort really going to pay off? Well, coaching is needed because we have a less skilled workforce entering our industry. There are a lot of diamonds in the rough just waiting to be discovered. Many employees new to the construction equipment industry are afraid of asking questions and need coaches to address issues while building their confidence so they do ask questions. Because the days of just throw them in there and let them figure it out themselves are over, done. Coaching and mentoring has proven to shorten the learning curve, thus making employees more productive sooner rather than later. Coaching and mentoring actually helps to improve the equipment industry's image, allowing more people to see our industry as a possible career choice. Mentoring provides a line of sight for employees, assisting people to see where they could be down the road in their career. Coaches and mentors provide that extra touch of interest, investment, and insight that today's workers desire and need. Equipment companies who do not include coaching and mentoring in their growth strategies will simply die a slow death through downsizing, living on hope that people with skills will hang around. So, okay, it may not be all that doom and gloom if you don't fully engage both coaching and mentoring, but not including these two key ingredients to employ retention will hurt you very, very deeply. The thoroughbred employees that have been written about in the past will simply not view an equipment company who does not coach or mentor as their long-term choice of who to work with and for. They also see that the lack of both leadership efforts almost always accompanies a lack of training and education. It's funny how these two groups go together. So now I'm going to present a few ideas on how to make coaching and mentoring part of your leadership effort, both personally and corporately. You, your own success, and the greater retention of your current workers may be at risk. So here's some tips to make coaching part of your retention strategy. Make coaching part of every leader's roles and responsibilities and part of yearly performance reviews. Next, provide training and education to teach leaders how to coach. And there are some right and wrong ways to coach. Have coaches provide their senior leader with weekly updates on their coaching efforts. 
And also, support the coaching effort by encouraging leaders to take the extra time here and there during the workday. You know, like on-the-job training, this is also on-the-job coaching. Conduct an informal assessment periodically with those who are receiving the coaching to ascertain effectiveness. Is it working? Overstress with your leaders to prepare, demonstrate, observe, and correct. Encourage additional 5 to 15 minute coaching sessions before and after work. Think position coach commenting on game film with a player. You can review the right and wrong things that may have gone on in the course of the day. As the owner or senior leader, coach your staff to serve as a model and inspiration for others to follow. And also encourage your coaches to learn regularly through reading, listening to CDs, attending workshops, who knows, maybe even a podcast. There's a lot of ways to encourage them to learn. And lastly, hold all leaders accountable to coach and simply do not allow slackers to propagate, but give coaches a bit of leeway to coach in their own style. And we've all seen coaching in athletics, many different sports, many different types of coaches. This list just presented is not meant to serve as how to coach, but rather how to make coaching part of your strategy to retain workers. There are a number of books available on coaching, as well as a number of articles that address coaching. Wherever you find yourself and the leaders in the organization, determine to raise everyone's level of coaching and be consistent in this determination. So, as we talked about tips for coaching, how about some tips to make mentoring part of your retention strategy? While coaching is now a growing and expected role for leaders in a construction equipment company, mentoring might not always have the same requirements. Mentoring often engages fewer people since the process requires the mentor to be more seasoned, mature, and sincerely interested in developing knowledge, expertise, and future career paths for others. Pay close attention to some of these tips to making a mentoring effort in your company a solid part of retaining workers. First, identify potential candidates to serve as a mentor and educate them on how to mentor. Identify potential protégés who have displayed some trait or behavior that projects their potential or shows a deeper interest to rise in the company. Teach selected protégés how to learn, receive feedback, raise questions to their mentor. And consider matching a mentor and a protégé based in part on personalities, some common interests, and what both parties can benefit from experiencing job areas, etc. Now, 
beware that a crew foreman or a project manager is not always the best to mentor a worker who directly reports to them. These same leaders, however, should be coaching. Encourage and allow natural mentoring relationships to form. Provide some type of the mentor and their protégés to meet periodically. And engage mentors to update the owner or senior leader on how they perceive the mentoring process is progressing. Have senior leaders visit with protégés directly to ask for some type of feedback, if you will. And next, keep a formal mentoring process limited to the number of individuals involved. Let mentoring be viewed as part of a desired action that not everyone may take part. So, similar to learning how to coach, there are also resources to use that provide educating a mentor on the nuts and bolts of mentoring. The role of a mentor is a great role for senior craftsmen or older field leaders who can provide more of the passing of the baton of construction equipment knowledge to the next generation. Retaining our workers is hard work, and coaching and mentoring is just one of the steps to keep good workers longer. The longer workers hang in there with the company, and especially the more a company can serve up to the employees about the trade, skill, and the specialty of construction equipment involved, the longer and often more loyal an employee can become. Nothing is easy about coaching and mentoring. It's not something that can be read about. Both coaching and mentoring represent very attractive engagement between experienced and skilled workers and leaders sharing their knowledge, insights, and tricks of the trade with those needed to sustain a company. Begin your planning on how to build an effective coaching and mentoring process today. Start with coaching immediately and allow mentoring to begin to take root over time. Coaching is needed every day. Position mentoring to provide for greater discussion and career building relationships. And I see this happening already within the ARA by inviting a lot of trade school uh, local trade schools, when there's a show to come in and see what this industry is all about. These are the people that we have to kind of pull in, uh, lasso them, if you will, and have some good people talk to them about how it can be a very viable career choice to join the construction equipment rental industry. There's lots of people who've been doing it for decades and have made a very good living doing the trades that they do. And by that, I don't just mean technicians, I'm talking about branch managers and senior managers and inside sales personnel that when Coach Wright might end up going into outside sales to start building some of those relationships along the way and seeing that it's more to it than just who am I going to take to lunch today? That's not what selling is all about. Selling is about creating relationships. Well, a good mentor will help a, a younger student, if you will, learn some of the tricks of the trade, the right questions to ask, so that they too 
can break into a field that can be very lucrative in a lifelong career for them, especially with the size of the companies out there today that they have so many locations to fill. And you got to know that there's always some turnover, somebody barking up another tree to grab an employee they've seen in the field that's good. It is up to the company to take great care of these people so that they won't even consider leaving the company. So coaching and mentoring goes a long way. And when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to talk also about leadership and management and uh, some differences there too. So back to you, Voice America, and I'll be back in a minute. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's GenieLift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to RentalEquipTalkRadio at gmail.com. That's rental equip talk radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today, the main subject has been are you a coach or are you a mentor? And so, I think in order to be either one, you've got to have some type of 
leadership or advanced management skills to be able to take on either of those roles. So in so many words, I think we're also talking about leadership and management. So if we take a step beyond leadership versus management, what does it take to be an effective leader? Well, consultants have been asked by many clients, what's the difference between leadership and management? The traditional view is that leadership and management are closely related, but distinct and unique concepts. This view is well supported by research, and there are countless articles and models that define leadership and management as distinct concepts in their own right. But it turns out that defining leadership and management is harder than one might think. There is no single definition of leadership or management. There seem to be nearly as many definitions of the concepts as there are authors writing about them. So what are leadership and management? Boiled down, leadership is about influence, the ability to connect with others on a personal level and motivate them to work toward a goal. Management, on the other hand, is about control in defining and or enforcing processes, policies, and procedures and directing others to complete a task or goal relying on authority and position power. Some people work with organizations to assess leaders' strength and development needs. In applied practice, it is important to recognize that leadership and management don't operate independently of one another. The behaviors that see leaders display on the job don't fall neatly into either a leadership or management behavior bucket. Although leadership and management can be defined as distinct concepts, the behaviors that lead to success for either are not interdependent. Leadership and management behaviors commingle in a nuanced and multifaceted manner that is unique in every leader and organizational context. In real life, leaders on the job behaviors are complex and require a deeper evaluation beyond the leadership and management concepts. From a practical point of view, and regardless of the level of leader's role, if someone is in charge of achieving results through others, they need to simultaneously master the ability to connect interpersonally and influence others, leadership, while also holding others accountable in control, management, for task, goal, achievement. So instead of describing these behaviors as leadership and management, it makes more sense to think of them as influence and control. The relative importance of influence and control will vary from job to job. Typically, the more senior a leadership role is, the more influence is required. However, focusing only on influence without an appropriate level of control is a recipe for chaos, wasted resources, and ultimately, failure. Alternatively, 
a hyper-focus on control without any focus on influence will lead to toxic cultures with low levels of engagement and, again, will ultimately lead to failure. It is essential that leaders at all levels balance influence and control be successful in achieving results through others. In support of an executive assessment process, there's developed a leadership model with four major domains, each with specific behavior competencies which define what it takes to be simultaneously effectively influence people in control, process, and procedures. To be effective in any of the domains requires skill as both influencing and controlling. For most leaders, either influence or control comes more naturally. The domain definitions and defined behaviors are a practical metric for the evaluation of how a leader uses their influencing and controlling skills on the job where they are balancing the two well and where they may be over or under utilizing one or the other. So here's the domains. First up, management. Effective leaders achieve excellent results through others. They manage their time well and prioritize their own and their team's activities in accordance with the team's purpose, the organization's operational goals, and the organization's strategy. The best leaders motivate top performance in others and delegate effectively to achieve results with the optimal level of personal involvement while also developing talent to meet the organization's needs in the future. Next up, political savvy. Understanding the internal politics of organizations is key to success. The most effective leaders are politically aware, but avoid playing politics. They use their political awareness to achieve their personal, team, and organization's goal constructively, but avoid politicizing issues. They avoid us versus them mentalities and build relationships instead of building silos or alienating co-workers. Effective leaders build trust through delivering results, acting with integrity and transparency, and maintaining good working relationships with all levels of the organization by focusing on the company's success rather than their own personal glory. Next up, business acumen. It is essential that leaders understand the value chain that the organization leverages to achieve its mission. Leaders need to be proficient in understanding the metrics that measure success and how to pull the right levers to achieve results. They make decisions based on a clear link between short and long-term strategy and are active learners gaining knowledge of the business, the industry, and the market. 
It's also essential that they understand the needs of their customers, satisfying today's needs and adapting and innovating for the future. Next up, personal leadership. Leaders need to convey a professional and confident presence. They lead by example, with authenticity, and generate respect from others at all levels. They must be able to communicate with a wide range of audiences and are driven to achieve high standards. The best leaders demonstrate resilience and maturity and maintain positive relationships with their co-workers, even in the most stressful situations. Balancing strong personal convictions and openness to ideas, strong leaders demonstrate an active willingness to change positions based on new information. When you use this model to assess senior level executives within reach of the C-suite, so to speak, it does a great job of identifying leaders who can't manage and micromanagers who can't lead. So, you know, we've kind of gone from mentoring and coaching into management, uh, which keyed on a couple of, you know, clear words that drive it, and that is influence and control. So when you talk about leadership and management, you've also got to be thinking about mentoring and coaching. And again, those two key words, influence and control. They're all interrelated in some way, shape, or form. And there's a lot of big companies run by a lot of great leaders out there right now. Otherwise, they wouldn't be growing that the way they are. So when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit about motivate and encourage employees and some tips there also. So with that, uh, for the last break, back to you, Voice America. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. 
Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to our last segment of Rental Equipped Talk Radio. And there's six words that we've covered so far today that I want you to make note of. We started off by talking about the difference between coaching and mentoring. And from there, we moved on to the subject of management and leadership, which can also be defined with two other words, that is influence and control. And you know, all of these things are really meant for one purpose, and that is for us to keep good employees along the way. We treat them right, they'll stay, and they won't be looking. I want to talk a little bit in this last segment about how to motivate and encourage employees and some tips to ensure a profitable and customer-focused team. In a perfect world, everyone would get paid for their work what they think they're worth. Unfortunately, most businesses operate with strict payroll guidelines that make things challenging for frontline managers to keep their staff happy and engaged. So even now that the push for a $15 minimum wage is gaining some ground in the U.S., companies that have started to pay their workers more are finding other ways to make up the difference. For example, Target was one of the early leaders in this area and started raising employees' wages two years ago with the goal of getting to, today, $15 an hour by 2020. However, many workers are saying their hours have been reduced, sometimes negating the impact of the increased hourly wage. Amazon is another company that is going to a $15 minimum wage, but it's cut benefits to some warehouse workers and part-time Whole Food employees. And we've often been told that company wasn't the most important motivating factor for employee satisfaction. Since the company is definitely not on the $15 minimum wage bandwagon and focuses a lot of effort against employee organization. Personally, I think people think with their wallets, 
but this is just from some research. Local store or warehouse managers are expected to achieve company-mandated results with their teams, even though decisions on pay and benefits are almost entirely out of their hands. So let's look at some things that managers can do to motivate and encourage their direct reports. First, hire for success. The first thing a manager can, can control is hiring the right employee in the first place. It's tempting to sometimes hire someone just because you need staff. And look, I'm ashamed to admit it, I've done it more than once without spending the time and effort necessary to make sure they're a good fit for your team. And keep in mind, one bad apple can ruin a whole team. So it's not always possible to spot a candidate who only cares about a paycheck. However, if you interview enough people, you get a good feel for identifying folks who care about their own development and enjoy being part of a team. One candidate who is open to coaching and development is worth more than 10 or more candidates who only care about getting to the next paycheck. So, tell them why. I learned early on in my management career, thanks to some good teachers, that giving employees the reasons behind what you're demanding of them is critical to true employee engagement. Sometimes, this is straightforward with something like increasing rewards program enrollment, it's pretty easy to explain why your company might want to increase its number of loyal customers, not to mention getting their contact information to send them ads and coupons. Other things may not be as easy. However, the need for most company programs can be traced back to something like customer retention or profit. Take the time to understand why your company is asking you to drive certain metrics so you can explain it to your staff. Next, recognition, recognition, recognition. Whether or not money is the primary motivation for employees showing up to work every day, there's no doubt recognition is high on that list. There may always be another company out there that pays better than yours, but one way to make your workplace stand out is to recognize employees for a job well done. Most companies have some sort of formal recognition program. This often results in small bonuses on an employee's paycheck, but in my experience, employees enjoy simply knowing that they've done well with a certain customer or made someone else's job easier. And making examples of those people are learning experiences for everyone, especially the person getting the recognition to go out and try even harder. The vast majority of employees do at least a few things really well every day. It costs nothing or next to nothing to recognize an employee's efforts. You will never regret thanking an employee for doing well. So you should do it as often as possible. And these are the lessons that you can do that don't cost anything. 
people want to know that they're doing a good job, especially if they're, uh, I guess, celebrated, if you will, in front of their peers. So let their peers know that they're doing a good job as part of their piece of the chain, so to speak, in the sales process or the delivery process or even even as simple as a getting a compliment from a contractor that the driver that delivered the equipment did such a great job in making sure that they knew how to operate it, it was in the right place, uh, key things to check on the equipment from time to time. All those little things go a long, long, long way. So despite official statements from corporate headquarters, companies are going to do what's best for their executives and shareholders over frontline employees. Managers have a responsibility to not only the company and its expectations for the results, but they also should do whatever it takes to motivate and encourage their staff. The tips listed above are a good start at ensuring managers and build a team of engaged and happy employees. So, with all this, I hope I haven't confused the issue of Coaching and mentoring and leadership and management, they're all so, so important for the success of any company. So in closing, as always, if you want to reach me, rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can call or text me at 504-615-0540, and you can always listen on demand. And I hope some of the issues discussed today either helps or provokes some questions for the success of your business. Don't forget about my book on Amazon, Screw You, The Comeback is Always Stronger Than the Setback. And if you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest or topic, or advertise, let me know. Today's quote, Often the difference between a successful man and a failure is not one's better abilities or ideas, but the courage that one has to bet on his ideas to take a calculated risk, and to act. It's been my honor to spend this time with you today. I am Donald Charbonnet, your host, and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, don't waste the day, and you never know what's around the corner. Be safe and good renting. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.